The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are. It's time for another edition of Mix Shots inside the SWBC Podcast Studio. What day is it, Mickey? Did I get introduced? Stop. Did I get introduced? <laughs> I, I missed that. I'm supposed to do my bang thing. Come on. What's oh, okay. okay. And welcome to yeah, bang, Mix yeah, Shots with walls, Emerson yeah, Walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, were you waiting, waiting for a song or something? <laughs> yeah, or something. You know. Here, have a tortilla. <laughs> there you go. That's what I want. Look at that. What do you got tortillas for? Man, look good. Luis, that does Spanish uh-huh. uh, radio and television. Uh-huh. His uh, relatives uh, own a tortilla shop. Okay. Every he year, he runs it, actually. Oh, he runs it, yeah. okay. And every year, about this time, the beginning of the year, he comes in with a big box of tortillas and passes them out. Wow. And when I was leaving doing uh, Cowboys Today, they said, oh, take one. It's like, I will. Took a whole package Not there, that I tortillas. needed them. You, know, you never know when you have to throw one. You know? uh, well, Texas Tech might score a touchdown. <laughs> That's right. You remember when, when they, they used do? to do that? They used to do that at oh, Tech. It's God. probably 10, 12, 15 years ago. So I don't they got to go clean up the tortillas? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. They, they used to throw tortillas. Well, they let them get match. stale so they were stiff and fly uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Since you know everything about Texas Tech. <laughs> all right, so uh, here we are, uh, and the team was practicing, but not all the players were practicing. Yeah, one key person was missing Gee, uh, after Mike uh, McCarthy's uh, morning press conference, and the players reported uh, Micah Parson tested positive for COVID, and he is on reserve COVID at this point. Uh, You know what? It's the world we live in, right? Nothing really surprises you anymore. If it's going to happen in one week, it might as well be this week. This might as well be a good week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so reading up on the vaccinated positive tests, uh, if you're asymptomatic and you test negative, you can get back within five days. It didn't say you had to wait five days. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You so, just have to have a negative test, don't yeah, you? Just yeah. one negative test right. the next day, you can exactly. be back. Exactly. So, um, so we'll see. You know, he was. You know, if it's going to happen, better this week than next week, right? Uh, and would definitely be back in time for the playoff game. Uh, but. That rookie sack record might be safe Mm -hmm. because he needed a sack and a half to tie it. Uh, Javon Curse, 1999, I believe it was. Um, And that kind of would have left the Cowboys a little short on linebackers, by the way. What's this, what's up with Keanu uh, Neal? Keanu Neal looks like he's coming off. Okay, so he should come off today. Uh, and he should be ready to go because the other thing was yesterday they didn't even practice and they put Javon uh, J. Ron Curse limited with a hamstring. And he, Mike said he would start the practice today on in rehab. Uh, but the pre-pool report suggests that it hasn't been released yet. Okay. Oh, I know, okay. I know what's I on saw, it. I went looking that for he it. Was mm. out, that he was out there. So we'll see. 
uh, how much he was going to do. I would imagine limited, uh, but he kind of took up Keanu Neal's spot in some of the linebacker roles in their changeup defenses uh, this past game. Mm-hmm. So and Vanderash uh, played a lot more snaps. And he this. played a heck of a lot mm-hmm. more snaps. So yeah. So anyway, that's their uh, deal. Uh, and by the way, uh, I'm starting to come around to Bill's conspiracy theory <laughs> with the Eagles uh, COVID. With 12 going with on 12 Monday? 12 going on yesterday. By getting ahead of the game? No, by, by not having to sit guys out, but sit them out with COVID, and you can get COVID call-ups off your practice squad. Mm-hmm. And you kind of treat it as a preseason and game. And so I saw one of the guys that was on their list, by the way, uh, uh, their starting right guard, Nate Herbig. Uh-huh. Well, he got injured in the game, by the way, in the second quarter, uh, and he sprained a ankle, left ankle, it was reported, in the second quarter. He returned... But he conveniently is one of the starters on their 12 COVID <laughs> list. Mm-hmm. So he, they, because he's on COVID, you could call up somebody to replace him. Right. So I'm starting to come around to Bill's so way what, of what thinking. what about Cincinnati? Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals. What about them? Uh, Burroughs is out. Yeah. It, and Mixon is out. I knew Mixon was. Yeah, and Burrow's not playing this week. Well, he's just not going to play. Do they need the game? No. No, no. See, no. so how convenient right. is that? Right. right. How convenient is that? That Burrow's and Mixon are out. Come on. Suddenly, I mean, so he's COVID's well, becoming convenient. <laughs> well, they, and they, they took care of business. They won over Kansas City, so they mm-hmm. won the division. They get some a four seed, and I haven't looked at the AFC scenarios. Uh, I don't scenarios. think they can their position at all. They're, they're at number three right now, I think. Because I think Buffalo and New England are can, can them, playing each can other. Can them winning improve their position? I don't. Uh, I haven't looked at it. And that's my that's my yeah. thing. So it's like I said, kind of fishy. Once again, you've got Burrows out. You've got your your starting running back and your starting quarterback out for a game that you don't necessarily need. You can't improve yourself by playing in that game. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so I mean, along those lines, though. Obviously, you want your team, your all your players playing next week. Right. Okay. And so how much of a risk is it to play a starting quarterback uh, this week? And, I mean, it, you, it, we go through this every year. Here we go, Bill. That, you know, we it's, go. That's, it's playoff the, time. The analysts, and now the analysts are saying how important is this game? Is it is it worth the risk to so your starters? Let's look at I mean, it. The, they're going to say – What's the risk versus the reward? Yeah, that's kind of how. What What if what happened to the old Miss quarterback happened? Right. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm not talking this team, well, what but if, any team. What if there wasn't 17 games this year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if there was just 16? The Cowboys going to sit out last week against mm-hmm. Arizona? Well, if they were in the same position, they might be in in this week. But they were sitting but, but with last an opportunity week, the to win the second seed. The difference, mm-hmm. the difference last week, yeah, the difference last week is by winning that game, you have the two seed, and the risk, you would the you would ha- be working. hosting two the, playoff the games. Was here. The what you're looking, yeah, what you're looking at now is you have to have both Tampa Bay and the Rams lose in order to move up to that spot, mm-hmm. right? So. 
but you you don't know yeah because you're playing first right uh and then jerry said something very interesting the other day uh well yesterday on his uh fan deal uh he said, yeah, the good thing of playing on Saturday night is we'll have a long rest. So do you think they want the Cowboys to play on the Monday night playoff oh, game? Oh, no way. You can't do that. Huh? You can't. <laughs> that that would not be good. But why would he say a long rest? Because Well, long I think, rest I think, I think he's just Did referencing he one Sunday. Day? He's, yeah, one day? he's thinking a Sunday game, I yeah. think. That's all I'm thinking. thinking. One more day. Or maybe right. he's <laughs> suggesting that <laughs> they wouldn't play you the get, Saturday playoff and, and he's just saying that you get your maximum amount of rest. Right. He didn't say maximum. Week, whether, he said long. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he meant. I'm We're sure analyzing what Jerry said. So wait, wait. There is a Monday night. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So think about the winner of that game. Well, the TV is just making so much money. Right. Yeah. This this COVID, Dagnabbit, we got to play. They're not making money. They're paying a lot of money and they're getting their way, right? Yes. So, I mean, it's possible that you wouldn't know who you're playing in the next round. Well, and then there's just one Monday night game. So it could be an AFC game. Okay. Or it could be an NFC. Right. So. So uh, they they had to space the games out so because they got an extra. They got windows. So why don't they have this schedule together on which uh, conference is playing on Monday night? Say it again. They don't have the schedule. Together. Oh no, no, because they're going to pick which game would be more. You should, you should prominent. You should a, yeah, the, the network and the Cowboys are always prominent. So you tell me right? I'm making money. But that's on, why the Cowboys money. typically. And now, as soon as I say this, we'll go back and figure <laughs> right out. Right after the show's true. over. But it seems like <laughs> the Cowboys often, when they're in the, that wild card round, they often play the Saturday night game. Yeah. And the Saturday night game and the Sunday night game are the money games. Uh-huh. And, um, but now Monday night could be money game. It, well. I mean, that's got to be the money game is Monday night. Well, no, because uh, it's an ESPN game. And so it's not an over-the-air broadcast. I don't know. Fox and Fox and uh, CBS and NBC. It, why does that make a big difference? It's it's a difference, but mm-hmm. just because it's cable yeah. and not that there, much, there's though. not as many eyeballs. I mean, if you look at uh, games on ESPN um, as opposed to over the year big games, like for instance, this week uh, the Cowboys, I mean, had a huge rating uh, on Fox. Had a 36 rating for this game against Arizona. Uh-huh. If it was a Monday night game on ESPN, it would be probably 30-ish. Really? Yeah. I wonder who has the first pick. But maybe they're trying to encourage people to I'm make sure to they think. have ESPN as That's part of their package. This would mm-hmm. be this would be their moment right. to capitalize on ESPN. If See, we cap- told you to upgrade your subscription. To this is but, the moment. Dallas Cowboys playoffs. Unique uh, format. I know this is hard to believe, but there are some people who don't have ESPN. (laughs) It's hard to believe. It's hard for me to believe. believe. But my daughter does not have ESPN. Hey, we went went at my brother-in-law and my sister's house one one holiday, and for some reason she decides to upgrade her cable package, and she didn't even put the sports package on there. Uh And you're you're, you're hosting Uh the Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. No, we got to call somebody right now. So we go visit. (laughs) We got to call somebody right now. So we had to put our cable 
full right. information in, Jerry Wig and stuff, in man, order to be on, able man. to watch ESPN. Or bring so. your Joey box but, so to that, the other TV, right? <laughs> so that's the difference right there. Yeah, there are yeah. some people, like my daughter, who don't have ESPN. Well, we, we don't have that problem <laughs> at my sister's house anymore, i tell you that much. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, uh, ABC better watch themselves because for almost this entire season – they've been in a disagreement with Dish Network. And if you didn't get an over-the-air antenna to pick up the local stations, you didn't have ABC. Mm-hmm. Over-the-air Still, antenna. Would that be rabbit ears? Yeah, uh, like, well, they, <laughs> is that the upgraded rabbit ears? They put them in the attic for <laughs> okay, you. Okay, okay. Yeah, which was a little-known thing that uh, it, they uh, two years ago, the season was ready to start, and Fox – was in a disagreement with Dish Network. And so quiet as was kept, they allowed you to get an over-the-air antenna to compensate, right? Because you were – otherwise, they were going to lose people, right? No, Man. I'm going somewhere else, right? Well, now they started it with ABC. And uh, so that's how I get uh, Channel 8 here in Dallas, over, over that antenna that's mm-hmm. up there. And I get whatever – the weather knocks out the dish. I got it over the Can you see Mickey trying to figure out his remote control and trying to figure out uh, no, how, how right you – No, it's right Okay. All right. right so it's right there. You don't have to go to a different source no. for it. Oh, okay. okay. It's right okay. on, the, on the guide. The guide picks it up. There you go. That's how it works. I can Otherwise, that. he's right. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the other factor. Eagles have 12 players on COVID. Yeah. We're going to assume those 12 are not playing in the game. And there are it's a smattering of starters as well as Not backup. a smattering, yeah, half of them. Yeah. One, okay, two, of three, them. four, five, six. Okay. And so gets, how Philadelphia approaches this game, does that affect how you approach this game? Well, I saw a headline in one of their papers saying, oh, they got enough people on the practice squad to call up. Because mm-hmm. you get a COVID replacement. Yes, of course. So, uh, no, I'm I'm going to win this game, and if it's in hand, then I'll start pulling. We guys will out. win. We must win. Win. Yes. Win is the name of the game. It, very okay. good. Right. 1989, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, 1989. That's uh, Jimmy, Jerry Jones' Jerry opening, press, opening conference. press conference. I was going to say we were one in fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was a fam- famous <laughs> line from the opening press <laughs> yeah, conference. Okay. Which brings well, me to this. Right. It just yeah. took a minute. Which Jox- brings me- the Jackson Sox press conference was. <laughs> which brings me to this transition, and I didn't, wasn't sure how I was going to get to it, but I was trying to find, and I was getting ready to find it. And, you know, I've got uh, 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 an off computer, what do you call it, a, a reserve. Uh, <laughs> What are you talking about? I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> I'm here for you, Mick. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for you. Like a flash drive. Okay. okay. All right. Right. Yeah. And it's got all the old articles on yes. it. Yes. Okay. That were up in the old library. And I was researching uh, the preseason game against Denver that year because I was going to do something on Dan Reeves. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Reeves in the preseason game against you guys. He was mad because they fired Tom. Mm-hmm. And Elloway was playing into overtime in that game to try to win, and he ended up throwing the winning touchdown pass, right? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find it to see what was said afterwards because he was he was taking revenge, right? 
Well, before I got to it, I found my story that I wrote uh, after training camp. It was a long piece on Jimmy and what he was like and everything. And I had just gotten to the quote from Everson Walls, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and I started it off with saying, well, if anybody's going to speak out and say what he's got to say, it's going to be Everson Walls, right? What did I say? And you said something to the fact that uh, – that, you know, each of them, Tom and Jimmy, had different ways of motivating players. Uh, you said Tom would kind of give you the eye, and that would shake you up. Right. And he said Jimmy would grab your shoulder pads <laughs> and shake you up. <laughs> hey, that's funny. That's funny, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dan Reeves, uh, of course, he passed away over, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you growing up in Dallas – what do, you, what do you remember growing up as a Cowboy fan as far as Dan Reeves is concerned? I remember the fullback pass. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Uh, was that to Lance? Was that to Lance? Lance Rensel and Lance the Ice Rensel. Bowl. Yeah. That's right. That's it was my, a halfback that's pass. That's my but, halfback. Yeah. He was a halfback. Yeah. That's my first. Newhouse was a fullback pass. Yeah. And see, to me, they were, all, they were both the uh-huh. same because both of them were used the same way. <laughs> right. Both of them were talented, and that's why Tom would use them in that and way. both, they went to, to the left. And that's exactly and threw, right. Yeah. And they would throw with the right hand. So, yeah, you saw where uh, that was my first memory of Dan Reeves. So when they, when they talk about him uh, passing on uh, – it's all. It's never really mentioned, not necessarily as a cowboy. Right. They always talk about him as being a coach for the Giants and the Falcons. Dude, he's a Dallas Cowboy. And he was a really good player, yes, too. Yes, he was. He yeah. was a, one of the smartest players to play for Tom Landry. That's why Tom loved him so much. He was a player he coach. Kinda, he kind of set that that tone for coaches or players that you can rely on on the field. Uh, Springs was, those, was that guy. Newhouse was that guy. You know, you had you had players on the field that recognized situations, and they didn't have to refer all the time to your coaches. He that's, might that's have been the plays, players that, that Tom loved. He might have been their first, and you guys can help me with this. I'm doing it off the top of my head, undrafted free agent that was that successful with him because yeah, he came one. out of South Carolina. Now maybe well, the Dallas Cowboys, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean the whole for the league, Cowboys. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And, for the Cowboys, and yeah. I'm not sure when Cornell Green uh, came into uh, prominence. No, I mean, he was in that same it was era, right that obviously. Same time, yeah, I think. but well, but yeah, here's on. Real Cowboys were known for that. I mean, right, right. up until even when I played. And he was a quarterback, running back at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys actually brought him in. Uh, they were going to make a defensive back out of him. Mm-hmm. And they had moved Mel Renfro to running back. And Let's just look at that. Somebody got that. hurt, and Mel had to go with the cornerback, and so Reeves became a running back. And see, that's 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 what you had to admire about the Cowboys' the scouting staff. They were getting players that were, you know, they they could juggle a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. You know, these kid, these guys were good at more than one thing. So they were they were almost like not replaceable, but you could put them in different. Holes to and they would fill that hole just perfectly. Yeah, and he was one of my favorite players, and but I didn't until he passed away over the weekend. I didn't realize how what kind of impact he made on Cowboys fans in that era. Except when my sisters start te- on our little group text, mm-hmm. 
they start texting, oh, no, Dan Reeves. And they were talking about how they just love Dan Reeves. Yeah. And, and Reeves uh, went to when my uh, one of my older sisters was in high school. He went to MacArthur and visited whatever. And she still has the picture of <laughs> no her way. with Dan Reeves and some of her, her, uh, her friends that were on the drill team and stuff. Uh, but then I, I went and started looking up, okay, Okay, like you're saying, most people think of Dan Reeves as being uh, the coaching, what he's done in the last yeah. five, four decades, you know, yeah. four decades as a coach or whatever. So, so I went Cowboys. back and looked at okay, so why was he so popular a player with the Cowboys? And I, I can answer you that. What's that? Why? Yeah, because he did so many different things. Well, he was, he was versatile, but then you look at his stats, okay. He uh, 1965 was his first year, 13 games, six starts, and he had three touchdowns that year. His second year, okay, playing halfback, he had 16 touchdowns that season, and in his third year, what? he had 11 touchdowns. And so I, I did the math on it. it. The first 38 games of his career, he had 35 touchdowns. I mean, he literally he good. literally was on pace to be one of the great running backs in Cowboys history. And then four games into the 1968 season, he tore up his knee. Uh, yeah. And when you had a knee injury in 1968, oh. it was not the same as a knee injury in And think about it. He, he, they had him playing halfback because Don Perkins was considered yep. the fullback. And right? that was the primary running position was right. the fullback. And Don, then Garrison gets here. Yeah. Garrison <laughs> got here in 66, I believe it was. And so you had – these fullbacks that they were using quite a bit. And then before the salary cap, he was a player coach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then he coached almost every position. There's a classic picture of the coaching staff, and it's got, you know, Ernie Stautner and Jim Myers and maybe Gene Stahl. I can't remember who all was in the picture. Tubbs, and, and then, the, so they've got their coaching shorts on and everything, you know. <laughs> and here's, and here's Dan Reeves with his. Football uniform on. And, and think about, and, and, think about and, and the thing everybody remembers about him when they tell stories is how competitive he was, even when they were just playing silly games or whatever. He used to have some deal, some trick thing where he can uh, stand a corner, uh, a quarter on edge on the side of the table and blow it along the side of the table or some silliness like that that everybody would tell stories about. Uh, but the, but again, the reason I was looking up the still was just how competitive he was in a preseason game trying to show the Cowboys, all right. Because there were stories uh, when he left to go to Denver in 81 that they thought Tom was grooming him to be the yeah. next Cowboys head coach. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, well, no, I'm not no, waiting any longer. He would uh, have to wait till 1989. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, and so, anyway, and and tell me if I told you. And, and that, I'm thinking Jimmy was still going to be right. the coach in 1989. <laughs> so stop me if I told the story here because I've told it a couple times already. Uh, when he was in the Super Bowl uh, with Atlanta, uh-huh. the Dirty Birds, uh-huh. remember? Uh, so uh, it was 98 season. They were playing Denver, by the way. Uh, and I was the pool reporter uh, for the AFC practices, so I had to go to the practice uh, or the for the NFC and write a sanitized report, and then they pass it Stop. out to all the media. Stop. 
What? That, you, you, you said that. You told this story. I did. Okay. I don't need to tell. Thank you. I was just waiting to something familiar. It was, I think it was me and you. Was it me and you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, you said say stop. Or, or Bill wasn't listening, right? Right. No, I remember the sanitizer report. Yeah. So is there a point to that story? Yes. Because I kind of screwed up the sanitized report. Can you hurry it up? Yeah. They had a guard. They had a guard that they moved to fullback, and I said so and so took some snaps at fullback, mm-hmm. and uh-oh, it uh-oh, got out. And uh-oh. the guy that worked for the Atlanta paper made a big story about it. Furman Bisher? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, and uh, Dan was hot. Yeah, he uh-huh. was. He chewed out the beat writer, right? Uh-huh. And so when I found out what happened the next day, I went up to him. I said, "Hey." My bad. It was my fault. I should have checked with you. I just thought it was common knowledge the way everybody was talking about it. And he goes, well, he should have known better. (laughs) Right? So after the game, they got beat by 20 points Uh or so. He's coming in for his post-game press conference, and we crossed paths, and he looked at me, and he goes, Guess that fullback didn't have much to That's do with right. that. <laughs> I remember. That's the story. That's the story. All right, we got many more stories from Mix Vault coming up here Mix Vault. <laughs> on Mix Shots. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh tasting, ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots.
Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. That is this year. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeeks.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. What are the dates again? Second and third of April. Of April. Oh, wow. And we're already in 2022, by the way. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But I remember reading that like in November, and I'm thinking, God, 2022 is way off. Way off. off. Yeah. Are you into WrestleMania? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. All right. So, team was on the practice field. Michael Parsons not on the practice field. What other notes do you have from... Um, the sanitized pool report that you <laughs> that, that hasn't you, come that, out that hasn't yet. Come out yet. Uh, Keanu Neal's off of COVID reserve. Oh, nice. So that helps That's out. Great timing with the uh, linebacker yes, position. Yes, it does. Yes, and it does. And yesterday, it, when they had a walkthrough, uh, J. Ron Curse was listed as limited uh, with a hamstring, and Mike said in his press conference today that he would start the practice uh, in rehab, and then they'll see where it goes. Uh, so my guess is he's probably going to be listed as limited because they used him as a linebacker yes, they did. when they went three needed three linebackers mm-hmm. this past game. Uh, was, so was it was Vander Esch Carson's Yeah, yeah. So he did a lot with the tight end. So we've got Wilson that that can always fill in, uh, not necessarily at the linebacker position, but at the big safety spot maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he, although I don't know that they want him carrying receivers off the line of scrimmage maybe no i'm, I'm not talking yeah no, no big safety but big, yeah, big safety, safety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um so yeah so i and it was a it was kind of a short practice i they might have been out there maybe an hour um and that was it so, this is week 18 man yeah. You know what I mean? It's week 18. It's like how hard People you got to practice, tired, right? What else do we need to know? <laughs> but the good thing is if they're taking the game seriously, they get a week of practice, right? You don't forfeit these practices. And they need practice, right? They ain't there yet. And it's not like they're an accomplished team. And it's like, okay, we can pull back, and then we'll turn it on next right, week, right? right? Like they, the Packers they, or somebody. Yeah, they need the work. So, uh, Were you able to listen in to uh, press conferences? Uh, briefly with Amari and Randy Gregory. Okay. Um, what are you? What are both of you seeing as far as the past game goes? That's now what I was going to ask. You. I was going to ask what was how was Amari's attitude because I hear he's very truthful in his in his. Uh, One interviews. of the things he said basically when they were saying your numbers and, you know, we were supposed to have three 1,000-yard receivers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now you got maybe one. Mm-hmm. And, and, he's, and, and, and he said the numbers don't always tell the whole story. Uh, so and, it, and he went on to explain about, you know, the, sometimes the passes are batted at the line of scrimmage that were intended Man. for me. Yeah. You know, you get targets when – the quarterback's throwing the ball away, but it's in your direction. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and then there's some that we just missed connections on. Uh, and yeah, that's it, his polite way of saying. Sometimes Dak just throws it way over my head. Well, or, or <laughs> short. In this game, or it was short, short yeah. right? And he goes, but then that doesn't tell you what's happening at the line of scrimmage. And so he was pretty diplomatic about it. But he goes, yeah. He goes, my goal is to start every season is to lead the league in every receiving category, catches, yards, and touchdowns. Which he can. And 
he's got that ability. I think he's he leads the. Does he lead the team with eight uh, touchdown receptions? I think that's right. Um, so and, and he was, but he he was you know he wasn't saying you know throw me the damn ball right. Uh, yeah, he's got eight touchdown receptions. CD is second with Schultz with six each. So he does lead that category, but certainly not the league. Um, Mike gave a pretty – did you hear McCarthy's mm-hmm. deal today? He, he got asked a question about the, the running game and, you know, I don't know if it was the entire offense. He must have gave a four-minute answer hmm. and, and basically was saying kind of the same thing. It's like my, my analogy always is people want to see a stat so it's like you got a box and you wrap it up and put a bow on it, but you got to look inside the box to see why this happened. And that he went on and on about that today, about, you know, don't just look at the numbers, look at the whys. Uh, and he goes, and that's what we have to do as a coaching staff. He goes, and that's why I learned when I was a quality control coach that you take the emotion out of the analysis and you just look at that play, the next play, and the next play, and don't try to tie it all together. And I thought it was pretty good about the well, different. Have, even saying all of that, Spags, I mean, there's still no getting around. No, they have those not numbers. been productive still no getting against around good the inefficiency. teams. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, and 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 they're you know they've only had um, two wins against teams with winning records, Philadelphia, uh, along with the Chargers, and then the Saints may have one if they win. Their Say it again. Last game. They're teams with winning records. Patriots. Victories. Patriots. The Cowboys. And the Patriots. Yeah. 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 Three of them. That's yeah. right. Uh, and it could be four if the Saints should win this last game. And then the three of the losses, again, Tampa Bay, walk-off field goal by two. Uh, Raiders, yeah. walk-off overtime field Jeez. goal by three. And then this last game by three. So, they lost three games by eight points. So of the games, uh, you look at you back at the schedule, and you look at the opponents played, and which of the opponents, if the Cowboys had won those games, or maybe they did win the game, whatever you decide, uh, you're like, that's a good win. Obviously, Tampa Bay would have been one of those. Well, and they didn't I win thought it. Kansas I, City would have been one, right, but they didn't. But they didn't. Arizona. New England was one. Arizona New England was. One. I had a high respect for and what New England was doing. And they should not have lost to the Raiders. That was the bad loss. That to was me. the bad loss. But but as far as a, a loss that you really needed to win to make a statement, I thought Arizona, Arizona. would also be put. Yeah, in that, right. that would be in that category. Yeah. yeah. But the a Raiders win scene, now weren't as good as as the Cardinals. So that's a game you were at home Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So my question is of the right. beating. Good t- teams that are have a good chance of be- playing in the second round of the playoffs. Well, and I, I remember the what in I that category though. No, no, no but, they're but, but, they're yeah. barely. I they're fighting to get Tampa in. Yeah. I remember what I wrote against uh, after the Tampa game, the Tampa Bay game that they're going to kick themselves for losing this because they should have won it. Mm-hmm. They they left like 15 points on the field in that game, uh, missed field goals or kicks or. Uh, turning the ball over in the wrong spot. I, I, I just off the top of my head, I remember writing that they left. They they should have scored forty points I against Tampa Bay. Yes, and you put the Chargers in the same boat with the Raiders. I do. Okay, I do. Yeah, 
And, and just just a notch above. At the time, though, that was an extremely quality win because right. second the game Chargers of the year. were like they right. were yeah. picked to go yeah. into to the championship and game. And Cowboys coming off a season-opening loss. You know, that was a huge the, win. And, and t- they were I somewhat you, fortunate to win that game because the Chargers had two touchdowns called back by penalties that had nothing to do with I'm telling with you, Casey's interception was one of the biggest plays of the year. That interception in the end zone. In the end zone, yes. right? Yes, yes. So did the penalties even out then all year? I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> they never did. Oh, oh, I don't care saying. how you put that one. Got, you know, that would be very interesting to see the penalty yardage and how how critical the calls were. There's uh, a difference between yardage. Uh-huh. Right. But another difference between the, the critical calls at a critical time. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. If, you could, if you could somehow track that, how many third downs – did we make a first week converted on third downs to have it called back because of a penalty? That would be a nice stat to, to, to research. So, so the other thing McCarthy talked about was the running game and, and, and the fact that would they have 29 tw- yards? T- 20, 25, 25 the, yards. The running backs had 40, 25 so. yards on 12 carries or something right. like that. And Dak led them with five carries for 20 yards, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And they didn't have that many uh, attempts. Uh, and, and basically he said, well, here's another thing. He goes, we ended – or, and I have to check, but this is what he said. Six of our ten penalties came on third down. That's what I'm talking about. So that's hard to figure. Yeah. But he said if you look at it that way, then those penalties probably ended those possessions. Oh, there's no doubt. Right? And he goes, so that means we could have had 18 more plays uh, in his mind. Yeah. And he goes, and that affected potentially, yeah, uh, the ratio in the running game. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the first half of the game, uh, which I can, they had 32 plays for 162 yards, had 11 first downs, but they also had uh, six penalties for 53 yards. And if I remember correctly, the first two holding calls brought back. Significant runs, didn't they? No doubt. No doubt. They were significant runs. Not just plays. They were runs. And then you get into the second half, and the Cardinals score to go up 19-7 to to start the second half. And you didn't run the ball. Uh, You had a botched first down play and then an incomplete pass. Then a holding call on Connor Williams set you back third and 20. Of course, you're throwing there. And then, so then, and then the Cardinals get the ball back. They found him again. He's back. They go 49 yards and kick a field goal. And now you're down 22 22 to seven with four minutes to go in the third. And now you're basically having to throw. This is the pattern we got to take. I know we got to take a break, but this is the pattern with the Cowboys in their losses the inability to stop the opposing team. And so therefore without takeaways, without takeaways. And as we get as we offensively uh, come on the field, then we are uh, straddled with 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 time. You know what I mean? We can't really run the ball like we want to because not only we one score down, now we're two scores down. So we can't come out and establish our running plays and our running game the way we want to. Now we have to come out passing the ball. So us not being able to stop the the opposing offense, that depicts how our running game goes and how, how well we can use it. The first possession, they're third and four at the 48. They run for uh, two – where did it go? Uh, Elliott, two yards. So it had been third and – or, yeah, fourth and two, and they get called for holding. Uh, so now it's third and 14. Good luck with that, right? Who got called for holding? 
that was Tyron Smith's. Uh, and then the next possession, it's third and four, and they get that weird false start on Biotish when Dak's not even – he was walking up, right. calling out stuff, and, and he's sitting there adjusting himself, and they called a false start. <laughs> well, he was. Didn't you see what he did? No, I didn't. <laughs> he just he had his hand on the ball, and he kind of did this. That you gets know? back oh. to you don't want your lineman down in a stance for very long. Yeah. And then, I thought you meant Dak was a joke. No, no, like, the wow. center. Okay, boy, that's very, very uh, graphic. And though. then on, and then their next possession, it's third and one. And you didn't Pollard, necessarily have to be adjusting there, right? Yeah, well, it could have been adjusting. But that's what it is, right? <laughs> so third and one at the forty, and Pollard goes for eight yards, and they get that's called call, for Collins yeah. holding. And then on first and ten, on the next possession. Schultz gets called for holding, and it was a three-yard run. So now it's first and seventeen. Uh, so it just that—that that was the first half. Second, All right, we're one more wrap. Uh, one more. You, you want to do it after the break? Third quarter, third and ten at the twenty-two. Dak scrambles for twelve yards, first down. I'm sorry, Connor Williams holding, and now it's <laughs> sec- third and twenty at the twelve. Good luck with that. And we'll be back with more mix Shots in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. Back, 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 to mixed shots. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, no, Go, Mick. I don't have anything. To say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
You yeah, gonna come up with it quick enough? No, no he does, does not. not. This he is does, I thought you had those memorized. This is how. Yeah. Let's just get I said, did you get a replacement for Bill? Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot he wasn't going to be here. <laughs> I forgot he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, he's we, we just, six hey, times. be the first to receive new offers, <laughs> event info, and more when you sign up to receive text messages from the team. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL. That's 635-325 to receive 10% off your next pro shop order. That's pretty good for somebody just totally screwed it up, boy, I tell you. That's Guess where I'm headed after this? Fort Worth. Nope. <laughs> I'm headed to downtown Dallas. Okay, Dallas. Yeah. What's going on? Got a number retirement ceremony oh. tonight at the American Dirk. Airlines Center. Dirk Nowitzki oh, is number nice. 41. By the end of the night, we'll be hanging from the rafters. Yes, that's nice, So I'm going man. down there to preview that four or five and six o'clock. So the pandemic kind of uh, put that off another yeah, year. Yeah, it's been two and a half year. years since he retired. Right. And um, are so. You, are you sitting in Michael Parsons' seats because he can't be there? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was going. I know. Michael, Michael was planning on going. That's the, that's the worst thing about, well, probably not planning the game would be the worst thing in Micah's mind. But the second worst thing is not being able to go to tonight's game. Uh, Golden State's in town, so mm. that's a pretty good team yeah, right here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you usually out. don't schedule those teams for the retirement, you know? I think that's the reason is they probably are going to have Steph. The, the, the uh, retirement ceremony is actually after the game. Okay. And so they're probably going to have Steph Curry say something afterwards and so forth. and mm-hmm. Or maybe Dirk just didn't want to go to a game unless Golden State was in town. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so... You know, the Cowboys don't retire numbers, do they, Mickey? They just don't use them. Yeah, 74 is not used. Right. If, you get, if you're a rookie, and it's usually a rookie-free agent, and you get 74. Every year there seems to be a 74 on the roster in it's the preseason. It's an offensive lineman, never a defensive lineman. Don't get a lot of eights out there either. No, no eights, 12s. 12s. Yep. Is 22 used much it's a anymore? Few of them nope. that shouldn't be out there 22. along with the 12s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. They it's... hand out 33, though. Yeah, they just throw 33 out there like nobody. But they 54, never... they just throw 54 they, out yeah. there. They like don't it's give nothing. 33 to a running back, though. They yeah, give, they always give it to a defensive a back. Yes, they always give Which it to a defensive back. Which is, I don't know why that makes a difference. 54. Probably an offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, they throw the 50. No, you have no, Jalen. Jalen. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. 24, I think the trainer had 24. 12, 12 yeah. didn't get thrown out. Much, Would you though. be in favor of uh, numbers hanging from the rafters at AT&T Stadium? There's a limit of how many you can do. There's only, unless you're going to get to triple digits, right? Because you've got all these guys on your team. you got names. you got names. Yeah, you got the ring Just of honor. Just put the names so up there. That's the what numbers. the ring of honors for. Yeah. If you want the jerseys up, you can put the jersey by the name. How many of the Yankees have retired? There's a bunch out uh, in Monument numbers? Park. Yeah, I think one through ten, maybe, mm-hmm. hey, or something K, like that. Can, I'm stadium, pretty sure there's not a single number. Yeah, they had like every sport was being honored in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Who's that? At R- RFK. RFK oh yeah, yeah. They had every sport. Was... Well, because they played soccer there. No, no. Well, they don't play golf there. Oh, they had to go. Yes, yes. They yeah, boxing. All, they would have. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff. And I remember looking like, man, they sure are generous with their ring of honor. I'm looking around. Kansas City is too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Denver. Okay. 
the teams you very generous yeah. kind of look up the there. The stadium's huge, and they just take advantage of the acreage. Yeah, yeah, and the levels. Get and the levels. Multiple, <laughs> yeah, right. you, you don't up. have to have a ring of honor level. <laughs> no, they right? got several rings. I like that. Uh, Yankee retired numbers. Wow. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty-three, thirty-two, thirty-seven, forty-two, forty-four, forty-six, forty-nine, and fifty-one. And forty-two didn't play for that's twenty-two. Oh, there's Mariano Rivera. Oh, is yeah. Reggie Jackson? I was thinking 44. it was it yeah. was for for Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So I was right, one through ten. Yep. It's forty-four there. It's forty-four. Which, Reggie, Reggie yeah. is yeah, forty-four. Which goes right back to the Lou Gehrig retirement speech. <laughs> <laughs> so you think Roethlisberger will have his number retired, Everson? <laughs> ben, I'm sure he will. They'll probably put it in Yankee Stadium. Too. He's still doing yeah. laps at the stadium, I believe. <laughs> I think he's it's still a, sitting on the bench waiting. I, on the bench. I, I think waiting. it's up there already. Hey, he's, he's, uh-huh. he's still walking uh, down the corridor <laughs> yeah. right. with his helmet with, on. With his, his family, they're still family. walking. Yeah, I think it's a right somewhere here. <laughs> okay, so I'm about out of time. I got to hit that tollway and hit the head south. Trail, baby. Hit the okay. Well, trail. you done, Mickey? Check this out. Oh, what? The NFL has issued a warning to teams that they could lose a draft pick and face significant fines if club representatives conduct themselves unprofessionally in interviews with draft prospects. Hmm. The league said a team would forfeit a draft pick between the first and fourth rounds and be fined a minimum of $150,000 if it's determined a club representative displayed conduct that is disrespectful, inappropriate, or unprofessional during an interview. What, what's the urgency? What, 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 yeah, what prompted Did this? Happen? Is there something that prompted this or well, something recent? The remind team the league reminds teams annually ahead of combine that federal oh, okay. and state okay. laws okay. as well as collective bargaining agreement between the league and NFL Players Association prohibits discrimination based on various factors including race, color, disabilities, religion, sexual orientation, national origin or marital status. Those subjects are off limit. Okay. So whoever asked Dak or uh, Des the question right. about his mom right. probably shouldn't be. That's, that. well, that's the one that popped to mind yeah. okay. for me. What they ask about his mom? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, we can talk about that off there. Okay, and that's going to wrap up. Big <laughs> shots, Mickey. Chris. Hey, my mom always. It was like me, the sensors just came down, down, right? Some questions don't ask, boy. I, I, I just don't feel like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to be uh, maybe back together again tomorrow at, at I think 1.30. So. Okay. And we'll see you again tomorrow at 1.30 on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?